as I rolled over in my bed, I realized I had sweat through the night again. My clothes were wet, my sheets were drenched. And as I got out of my bed, my heart started beating really fast. My skin felt clammy. My body was shaking. Yet this was all normal for me during my time in high school. I felt in a daze because I hadn't really slept. And when I arrived at the table for breakfast, the usual newspapers were spread out across the table for me to see. After a track meet, my mom would get up early the next day to highlight my name in all of the newspapers. The articles would talk about how I had won six running state championships over the previous four years. They mentioned the scholarship I would be receiving to attend college that next year. And some of the articles were accompanied by images of a girl who was running her hardest. Her hands were clenched in tight fists. Her neck and her arms had veins popping out. And her face was tight and her teeth were gripped. And she looked stressed. I hardly recognized that this girl was me. I used to love singing and dancing. I had dreams of moving to New York or California to star in a Broadway musical. I grew up at the base of a mountain in the country and in the spring when it would get warm, I would run down my road passing the farm that had grass and roaming cows. I loved the smell of the pine trees and immersing myself in nature. Yet all of that began to change when I started winning races and receiving scholarship offers. I instead would meet my coach an hour away from my home on the weekends for extra practice and go to the gym after school until eight or nine at night. When I got home and went to bed, my body didn't slow down and my nervous system started to feel out of control. I never ate, I never slept. And by the time I got to college, my body felt broken. I watched my dorm mates and my new friends on the track team 
excited to start their new college careers. But I felt a hundred years old. I felt like I had given running all that I was and instead I was left feeling like a drug addict that couldn't control my anxiety levels. When it finally became clear that I couldn't maintain my grades and I couldn't perform in the way I used to, I felt heartbroken and worthless. I tried to continue going to class. I tried to continue running, but it was too late. The patterns of anxiety had taken root inside my nervous system. My skin was always crawling. I was always in a daze from not sleeping. And one day I just decided, oh, I've had enough. I heard a deep voice inside me telling me if I didn't change, I was going to die. One day I was in my school library and I saw an ad to go to Thailand to teach English. I took what little money I had, signed up for the class, and I left. When I arrived in Bangkok, my nose was instantly hit with the smells of spices and flowers. And then I'd turn a corner and smell sewage and raw fish. The contrasting scents were mesmerizing. I tasted foods I had never eaten before like star anise and Thai chilies. I felt the hot, humid air penetrating areas of my body that had been frozen from the years of anxiety from running. I made my way east towards Cambodia to a little fishing town called Ban Pei. When I arrived in the town, it was like entering a post-apocalyptic movie. There were abandoned buildings that had vines growing in and out of spaces that were once doors or windows. There were wild birds living inside of them and elephants that would just pass down the street. I attended classes there to receive my teaching certificate and when I finished I took a job at a Buddhist monastery that was nearby. The head monk at the school was named Prajavitya. He gave me a job teaching English and helped me learn how to calm down and just work at a relaxed pace. It was strange and different for me to 
feel like I accomplished something during the day, even though I hadn't worked at 110%. I became good friends with a lot of the students there. They actually weren't that much younger than me. One of our favorite things to do was to climb a hill that was behind the monastery. At the top was an old temple that had statues of tigers on either side. This was the best place to hang out because you caught a breeze from the ocean below. We would stay there till late in the evenings, just talking, hanging out, and playing a Thai game called Mac Rook. One day I was sitting and talking with my friend Pong and I noticed there were fire ants crawling all over me. I instantly got up and shook my skin and shook my clothes to try and remove the ants before they could bite. My friend Pong said, wait, sit down and I want to show you something. He told me that if we just sat in stillness, the ants would crawl over our bodies without biting and just continue on their path. We sat together and I watched the ants crawl over my hands. This was my first experience with meditation and the first time I really understood what it meant to view my anxiety and view my body but not respond. One evening, I was sitting in the school office. There were Thai soap operas on the TV and I couldn't understand anything they were saying. But I suddenly became aware of how different I felt. All of a sudden, it felt as if it didn't matter anymore what times I could run or what accomplishments I had achieved. It felt like the world had just fallen away for a moment and I felt a sense of peace. I eventually left the monastery that I loved so much and returned to America, attended classes again, but I never forgot the lessons that I learned. I find myself sometimes getting wrapped up in the stress of getting good grades, getting a good job to have a nice home, to make a lot of money. And I remember that time in my life when I realized that when it really comes down to it, the most important thing 
is that I just want to be loved and accepted for who I am without anything defining my worth.